Good morning, Riverside. Guys, welcome to Riverside Community Church. Uh, my name is Brian Dobeck. I'm one of the pastors here. Just a pleasure to be able to come and share God's Word with you um, on New Year's Day. Uh, it's been quite a year in 2016. And uh, as a pastor, uh, for me personally, I know for the other guys too, uh, it's really a privilege to, to know uh, many of your stories um, and what's happened in the past year and what's happened in your life, uh, you know, both good and bad. You know, on Friday... I went through uh, our email database, and there's lots of emails, lots of names, and I just kind of went through every single person, and I just thought about, you know, what happened in each one of your life lives uh, this past year, and some of it was good, and, and, and some of it uh, was bad, uh, but nonetheless, God just really, like, you know, spoke to me in that, and, and just reflecting on each one of your lives, it, it, it probably took about 15 minutes, but <laughs> it, was, it was well worth my time. It was well worth my time. Yes. Guys, we experienced uh, death in 2016. We experienced new life in 2016, uh, mourning and celebration. We experienced failure and, and victory. Guys, we had seasons of yes, and we had seasons of no. Did we not? Every year is a mixed bag. Every year is a mixed bag. You know, and, and I'm, sharing, I'm sharing a psalm today. This past year, uh, I went through a, a psalms devotional. I'm going to plug it for Tim Keller. It's called The Songs of Jesus, 365-day devotional through the psalms, and it's really blown my mind. It's blown my mind this past year. I've never really actually, you know, studied the psalms or got in depth into the psalms, and it's really been unbelievable. Guys, the psalms are, they're, they're prayers. They're songs, um, but there's these songs that are, they're prayers, and they're prayers of exhilaration, they're prayers of frustration, they're prayers of discouragement, they're prayers of guilt, they're prayers of forgiveness, there's prayers of joy, prayers of gratitude, prayers of disappointment, prayers of disappointment. Guys, when you read the Psalms, God's people, we experience the same things that other people do. We experience the same things other people do, the other emo emotions that others do. Guys, it rains on us too, does it not? It rains on us too. Through the raw emotions found in the Psalms, God is telling us, man, it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. You don't have to go through your life faking what's happening in your life. We're naked before God. Are we not? And God's saying it's okay to cry through the Psalms. But if you read carefully through the Psalms, I love this. When you read carefully through the Psalms, though they start with crying, they never end with crying. Amen. They never end with crying. They don't. And that's the difference, guys. The difference in followers of Christ, it's not what doesn't fall on top of us. The difference is what we're standing on beneath of us. The rock that we're standing on beneath of us. And you see that in the Psalms. And you're going to see that in today's Psalm that we're going to share together in Psalm 74. Guys, in today's Psalm, we're going to see a person that's battered we're going to see a person that's confused. 
battered and confused by what he sees falling on top of him and Israel. But we also see in this person an unwavering confidence. Unwavering confidence in God and who he is and what he has done in the past. The Psalms are like a pathway. They cut a path straight to Jesus Christ. Every Psalm you read just kind of mows the lawn a little bit and cuts a nice little path right to Jesus. And that's what we're going to see today in this Psalm, in Psalm 74. Guys, we're going to leave here with confidence for the new year. I hope we do. I hope we do. We're going to face our struggles today. We're not going to kick them under the rug or we're not going to hide under our comforter. Guys, we're going to face our struggles today, but we're going to leave here in confidence for the new year and who God is in Christ and what he has done in the past. Guys, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, God, it was you. It was you last year, Lord, and it's going to be you again. You don't leave us, Lord. You don't forsake us. We are a part of a a covenant with you in Christ where you will not leave us. You will not forsake us. If it was you last year, if it was you in the past, God, we can be confident that it's going to be you again and again and again. God, I pray that this word just uh, speaks to us where we are, God. And that we face the new year in a different perspective. Lord, I I pray we get comfortable in this psalm today. And that we see Jesus for who he is. Clearly and concisely, Lord. We thank you for who you are and everything you've done in the past. Everything you've done. The victories. The celebrations of 2016. We thank you for that, God. Every good thing is from you. And I thank you for for your word and helping us deal with the things that aren't so good in our lives. Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's open up to Psalm 74. It's going to be on the screen. I'm going to use my devotional. I brought it in. Tim Keller, Songs of Jesus. Get it. This was my devotional. It was June 21st and June 22nd of 2016. We're going to start with verses 1 through 11. The scripture says this. Guys, this is, this is a man this is, that's crying. He's singing out to God and he's crying. Oh God, why have you rejected us forever? Why does your anger smolder against the sheep of your pastor? Remember the nation you purchased long ago, the tribe of your inheritance whom you redeemed, Mount Zion, where you dwelt. Turn your steps toward these everlasting ruins. All this destruction the enemy has brought on the sanctuary. Your foes roared in the place where you met with us. They set up their standards as signs. They behaved like men wielding axes to cut through a thicket of trees. They smashed all the carved paneling with their axes and hatchets. They burned your sanctuary to the ground. They defiled the dwelling place of your name. They said in their hearts, we will crush them completely. They burned every place where God was worshipped in the land. We are given no signs from God. No prophets are left, and none of us knows how long this will be. 
How long will the enemy mock you, God? Will the foe revile your name forever? Why do you hold back your hand, your right hand? Take it from the folds of your garment and destroy them. Guys, Psalm 74, it's, it, this is a new beginning. This is a new beginning, but it's a, a new beginning of a different kind. Things actually aren't going so well. Things are actually getting really bad for Israel. That's the kind of new beginning this is. Guys, I know many of you, all of us, we've got struggles from 2016, and we're actually bringing these struggles right into 2017. We're rolling right through into the new year with these struggles. Guys, this this is a new beginning in Psalm 74, but it's not a good one. It's not a good new beginning. Babylon has been destroyed. Babylon has destroyed the temple. Babylon has destroyed the temple and the sanctuary, and they're about to take Israel captive to Babylon for 70 years. This is a new beginning for Israel. They're about to be taken captive to Babylon for 70 years. The psalmist feels like God has rejected him and rejected Israel forever. Like God is angry with them. Like God isn't listening. He feels like God has forgotten him and Israel. He feels like God has stepped away from them. Guys, this is the eyes of sight. This is the eyes of sight that we're seeing. A person of faith sizes up the grim facts of the situation. Remember that a person of faith does size up the grim facts of a situation. As pastors, we're not asking you to ignore what's going on in your life. We're not asking you to just kick it under the rug and then just ignore it. We're not asking you to just hide yourself under your comforter in your bed. Some of you probably may have a better relationship with your bed comforter (laughs) than other people. Guys, we're not asking you to do that, and neither does God. Guys, the psalmist, is, he's, he's looking at the facts of the situation. He's sizing them up. He's not ignoring them. And we're not asking you to do that either. We're not asking you to ignore them. Nobody's asking you to ignore your doubts or your uncertainty or ignore what's happening in your life, your struggle. Guys, for some time now, I have been confused. I have been tremendously confused for a while now. I felt like God hasn't been speaking to me. I felt, like, I felt like he's kind of stepped back. He's been super, super quiet with me, I feel like. Guys, I, I actually see that he has done a lot in our lives. I see that. There's no question about it, and I'm so grateful for that. But I, he just seems quiet to me. Guys, I feel like he stepped away from me. And going into 2017, I have, I'm going into 2017 with unanswered questions. I have unanswered questions that I'm going into 2017 with. My wife and I are going into 2017 with it. But guys, the person of faith acknowledges that. We acknowledge the grim facts of the situation. But the person of faith sees more. The person of faith sees more. The person of faith sees beyond the facts of the situation. 
There's a whole other reality besides what the psalmist is seeing here in these verses. Guys, starting in verse 12, there's a visible change of tone in the psalmist's cry. Guys, the credits keep rolling. They keep rolling, but the credits change. I want you to see that starting in verse 12. The scripture says this. But God. But God is my king from long ago. He brings salvation upon the earth. It was you. It was you who split open the sea by your power. You broke the heads of the monsters in the waters. It was you who crushed the heads of Leviathan and gave it as food to the creatures of the desert. It was you who opened up springs and streams. You dried up the ever-flowing rivers. The day is yours and yours also the night. You established the sun and moon. It was you who set all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter. It was you, God. It was you. Guys, in in verses 12 and 17, the psalmist breaks through, and here we see the eyes of faith. Verses 1 through 11, we see the eyes of sight. Verses 12 through 17, we see the eyes of faith. He sizes up the grim facts of the situation. He's not ignoring them. He's sizing them up, but he's sizing them up next to God next to God and who he is and what he has done. Despite the the doubt and the uncertainty, the psalmist knew God, what he was capable and what he has done in the past. Guys, it was you. I think those are some of the most powerful words in Scripture that we can just get burned in our head. Those are powerful words. Guys, those are going to be my words for 2017. I don't know about you. Those are going to be my words for 2017. It was you, Jesus. The person of faith knows it's not the end of the story. The person of faith knows there's both two sides. The person of faith knows there's two sides to the story. The psalmist is filled with confidence and hope despite what he sees. He doesn't see redemption. He sees destruction right now, but he doesn't see redemption, but he knows it's coming because he knows God. He knows it's coming. He doesn't know when it's coming. He doesn't know when it's coming, but he knows it's coming. He knows that it's coming because he knows God. The psalmist broke through because he didn't only see the destruction. By faith, he also saw God. Isn't that what we're doing? Isn't that what we're doing as we go forward? Just focusing and, and knowing Christ and who Jesus is and who he, what he has done in the past. Guys, we get a breakthrough in our walk with God when we start remembering when we start remembering and saying, it was you. It was you, God. Guys, a big part of God's words to us today is his work for us yesterday. We can never forget that. A big part of his words to us today is his work 
for us yesterday. The psalmist says how he feels like he isn't hearing from God, but he has heard from God. He has in his past work. Guys, I'm convinced that we hear from God a lot more than we think. We just don't hear from God the way we want to hear from him. Amen? We don't. Guys, I heard from God when I met my wife and she gave me my first Bible. I heard from God that day. It was him. It was him. Guys, we hear from God every time we open up the word and we read it. We hear from God. It was him. Guys, I heard from God when my daughter was born. It was him. I'm going to hear from God any minute now. She may, she may deliver right when I'm up here. I don't know. I'm about to hear from God with our second daughter. It was him. Guys, I heard from God when he brought us to Riverside in 2011. An immature Christian. I didn't, I didn't really know a lick about the faith. I mean, I was in the Word, and I believed, and man, I was on fire but God brought us here to Riverside, and man, did he start working. And he started working fast here in us in Riverside. I remember that. It was him. It was him. Guys, we have all heard from him loud and clear on the cross. It was him. You think Christ died on the cross, and then, and then he's out? He's just going to leave you hanging? Like, you think that's what he's going to do? Like, he endured what he endured on the cross, and now he's just going to be like, nope, you're good. I'm just going to leave you hanging. No. You think he parted the Red Sea? Like, literally parted like a, a giant body of water for the Israelites, and then he's just going to leave them hanging out in the wilderness? No. Dude, I parted the Red Sea for you. <laughs> you think I'm just going to leave you hanging? No, I'm with you. You are my people. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to sustain you, but it's going to be my way, and you're going to hear from me along the way. Guys, no matter how silent that you think God is, you've heard from him in his past work, and what you've heard from him in the past, it's enough to be confident now that he's going to work in your life. It's enough. It's enough to be confident Dave Edwards, what's up, man? <laughs> it's enough. Who ministered to you and brought, th brought you through your recent prostate cancer? Who? Yeah, it was Jesus. It was Jesus. Guys, I was in the 50-plus group a couple weeks ago, right? I was there. I joined them sometimes. I'm really blessed God's working in that group, and Dave put us in, 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 in little small groups, and he just wanted us to discuss, you know, what has God done in the past? And I just started hearing all these stories from everybody. It was amazing. It was really touching to hear what God has done in the past in many of you. Stories I've never heard. Stories I've never heard. Guys, it was Jesus. As we saw marriage this year in church, Fred and Jessica Murray, I don't even know if they're here right now. I don't think they are. 
Guys, they got married here in church after all the things that they have gone through in their relationship. They made the choice for Christ to get married, and they did it here in front of everybody. It was Jesus. That was a powerful work of God in Fred and Jessica. Guys, Dimple Reed Butler, yeah, <laughs> just got a job, and she's staying here. Yeah. Dimple, who was it? Who sustained you? Yeah. Who provided for you? Yeah. It was Jesus. Guys on, on, on Facebook, I'm on Facebook every now and then. Too much. Angela Burns posted this, uh, this Facebook memory from December 2015. I was really touched by it, and I just want to read it. It was right after she got baptized in December 2015. She says, Over this past year, God has grown me in ways I could only attempt to express. I am so thankful for the situations that he placed in me that have positioned me to prosper in him. Sometimes we are so set on our little portion of the world, we think things are out of control, when in reality, God is fully in control. I am thankful for my fiance. They've been married since. Praise God. I'm thankful for my fiance. His heart to serve God is both convicting and encouraging. I look to the new year with anticipation and excitement as God calls us more and more into full reliance on him. We have no idea what our future on this earth holds, but we are trusting in our creator and savior. Angela, Ezra baptized you with water. Who baptized you with fire and the Holy Spirit? It was Jesus. Amen. Guys, there's stories everywhere for all of you. Everybody's got these stories. Everybody's got these stories. But I want to change pace for a little bit now. Guys, maybe 2016 was bad. Maybe it was bad because of your own doing. Maybe it was bad because of your own doing. You see, God allowed the temple to be destroyed by Babylon. He allowed that to happen. But why did it happen? It happened because of Israel's disobedience. It happened because of Israel's own doing and their disobedience, their persistent disobedience. But we know the people of Israel were God's people and a part of God's covenant with him. We know that. So God allowed it to happen. He allowed it to happen to discipline them and to grow them and to draw them, draw them closer to him and to redeem them and to bring glory to himself when he does redeem them. It was Israel's own doing that this was happening. Guys, the psalmist's prayer was eventually answered. It was. It was eventually answered when, through God's providence, Israel was freed from Babylon and free to come back home. And we know the temple was rebuilt and the walls of Jerusalem were restored after the 70 years in Babylon. And the psalmist's prayer was ultimately answered when the Messiah, Jesus, came. Guys, their disobedience, it wasn't a one-way ticket to Babylon. It wasn't. It probably felt that way when they were going. Guys, in your struggle, it probably feels that way. Man, this is a one-way ticket. I have no idea how I'm going to get back to the peace that I once had. Guys, with God, 
It's a round-trip ticket. He's going to bring you back. He's going to bring you back. Guys, for us today, without Christ, without Jesus Christ, we have no hope. We have no hope. Actually, I scratched that. We do have hope. But our hope is in ourselves. Our hope is in our strength. Our hope is in our doing. Our hope is in ourselves. And there's no breakthrough when our hope is in ourselves. The breakthrough is when our hope is in Jesus. When it's in Jesus. You see, through Christ, we now share. We share in that covenant with God that Israel has. We share in that covenant, and we share in the psalmist's prayer. We share in his prayer, and we share in his answer now in Christ. Guys, John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's Jesus saying, that was me. That was me. Guys, the scripture says in Luke 24, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. That's Jesus saying, that was me. The commander of the Lord's army in Joshua 5, that was me. The man of God that, that Jacob was wrestling with, in Genesis 32, that was me. That was me. Guys, the, the temple that was destroyed in Psalm 74, the sanctuary that was destroyed in Psalm 74, I'm the true temple. Jesus is saying, and I won. And I was victorious on the cross. Guys, it was Jesus. It was Jesus, and it will be Jesus again. Guys, Jesus was there when the boundaries of the earth were set. Jesus was there. Jesus, you were there when the seas were split open. When the Red Sea was parted, Jesus was there. He was there. Guys, it was Jesus. Jesus, it was you who fed the 5,000. It was you who fed the 4,000. Jesus, it was you who healed Bartimaeus. Jesus, it was you. It was you who showed compassion on the adulterous woman. It was you who grabbed the hand of Peter in the water. Jesus, it was you who raised Lazarus from the dead. Jesus, it was you on the cross. It was you who took my place on the cross so I could get the benefits that only you deserve. Jesus, it was you. Maybe you can say, Jesus, it was you who delivered me from the pain in my family. And if he hasn't yet, he will. You can be confident in that. Maybe you can say, Jesus, it was you who healed the hurt in my marriage. Jesus, it was you who freed me from oppression, from oppression of my own addictions. Jesus, it was you. Maybe you can say it was you who weakened the grip of my anger. 
Maybe you can say, Jesus, it was you. It was you who loosened the pangs of my lust and the problem of pornography in my life. Guys, we can say it was you all day. Man, but some of us, we're not. We're not saying it was you. We're living in verses 1 through 11. We're living in the eyes of sight. We see this destruction and we see this struggle and we're parked there. We're living there. But there's a second side to the story. We can live in verses 12 through 17. Where God, it was you. We can live by the eyes of faith. We see that all throughout Scripture. People living either by the eyes of sight or by the eyes of faith. And we see redemption in the eyes of faith every single time because of Jesus. Guys, if it was, if it was Jesus then, it will be Jesus again. It was Jesus in 2016, and it will be Jesus in 2017. Guys, this is life-changing faith. This is, this is an unwavering, relentless confidence in who God is. Do we have that relentless confidence? Do we have that? Do we have that? Thank you. I had asked three times. Glad to hear that. It's not a matter of if he shows up. And it's not even a matter of when he shows up. He is already there. He's working. You probably can't see it, but he is. He's working. That's what the psalmist is experiencing. Man, I see this, but God, I know you're working. And I don't know when this is going to happen. I don't know when this is, the redemption is going to come, but I know it will. Man, and for Israel and this guy, it took 70 years. It took 70 years. But it happened. And it happened in God's way. And God's way is the best way. And, and sometimes it can hurt. But guys, I want you going into 2017. Man, God, it was you. It was you in my marriage. Guys, I know a couple that they didn't know Christ before they got married. They just did a lot of things that they shouldn't have done. And then and they got married in not a good situation. But then they came to Christ together. They came to Christ together and they got baptized together. And recently they got divorced. Guys, that's the eyes of sight. It was him that baptized them. It was him that drew them together to Christ. It was him, and they forgot that. It's heartbreaking. They forgot that it was Jesus, and they didn't persevere. They didn't persevere. Guys, the psalmist's prayer today in Psalm 74 was not defined by the eyes of sight and, and the uncertainty of the circumstances that were happening. He didn't ignore what he was seeing. He didn't ignore what he was seeing. He didn't push it under the rug or go hide under the comforter and just sleep for four days. Some of you, y'all done that. Y'all slept for like three days. <laughs> no laughs. That's because it's true. <laughs> y'all are like, oh, yeah. 
I woke up this morning after three days. Guys, his prayer was defined by the eyes of faith and, and the certainty of who he knew God was and what he has done in the past. Like the psalmist, like we can't move forward with God. We can't do it. We can't move forward with God without looking back to God. We can't. It doesn't work that way. Guys, I know there's like this cliche, like, oh, no, don't live in the past. Don't live in the past. Living in the past is bad. No, live for tomorrow or, or live for right now. Not with God. Guys, you see time and time again in the scriptures, God is telling the Israelites, guys, remember what I have done. Build a memorial here if you have to. Set up these stones. Remember what I've done because you're going to need it. Dave, you're going to need that memory in the future. Angela, you're going to need that memory in the future. Dimple, you're going to need that memory in the future. Don't forget these things. We are all psalmists today. We're all psalmists. We're all crying. If not publicly, we're crying at home behind closed doors. We've all got our struggles. Guys, we're all psalmists today. Our prayers start with cries. They start with cries. But because of Jesus, the greatest psalmist, Jesus, the greatest psalmist, our prayers don't have to end in cries. No. They can end in victory and confidence in who God is in Christ. Because in Christ, we have a living hope. We have a living hope, a real, actual, live, flesh and blood hope. Guys, our hope is not in the stars. Our hope is not in the earth. Our hope is not in, like, the force. It's not in Yoda. Some of y'all are putting your hope in Yoda. You're in trouble. Guys, our hope is in flesh and blood. Jesus Christ. Let's pray.